Greetings. I am Kijana Roberts, a senior mass communications major from Gulfport, Mississippi, and I have the pleasure of serving as the fourth Mr. Jackson State University. Attending an HBCU is important to me because I feel it's necessary to be involved in a community that's built on the foundation of support and diversity. At HBCUs, minorities are given the best hands-on resources that will help further their education and find promising careers. Besides, where else can you find the baddest band in the land, the sonic boom of the South, than at an HBCU? And that's why I chose Jackson State University. Tiger fans, get ready for episode 155 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love Jackson State University. Hosting today's show is Ken Clark. What's going on, Tiger fans? My name's Ken Clark, and I'm going to be the host for today's show. Uh, today, our guest is a Hattiesburg native who played on the JSU defensive line from 2016 to 2019 and was an all-swag first-team selection after his senior season. Uh, he's currently an NFL draft hopeful after participating in the recent HBCU Combine in Birmingham, and he's here to tell us all about it. Uh, none other than Mr. C.J. Anderson. Welcome to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. C.J., how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, we're we happy to have you on, man. Uh, what have you been up to these days? You know, tell the fans uh, what you've been doing since we last saw you on the field. Have you been staying safe from this pandemic? Yeah, staying safe. Just being with my family and friends, getting closer to the family. <laughs> I know that's right, man. This is a time where unprecedented time in the history of our country, man, and in our life, we've never had anything like this and you know, ho hopefully been able to stay safe and, and get close to the family, like you said. Uh, but uh, speaking of the pandemic, let's, let's take it back to just over a year ago, right? Uh, you had just wrapped up your playing career at Jackson State, and, and we were preparing for a shot at the NFL. Uh, you got invited to the first ever HBCU football combine down in South Florida, uh, which was supposed to be March 27th uh, and 28th of 2020. Uh, but due to the nationwide pandemic, um, it got the combine got canceled. So uh, talk to us about the roller coaster of emotions, man. I know you you went from having a, a high to uh, and getting ready to the combine, getting ready for the combine to a, a low after seeing it got canceled. Talk to us about that a little bit. Uh yeah. So when he first when Dion first posted it, you know everybody at HBCU were wondering who he gonna pick, you know who the guys gonna come, and then when he finally dropped the list, we we actually got the email before he dropped the list. So okay. I won't ever. It was a it was a rainy day. I won't ever. It was raining. I had just got done working out training. It was that morning, and I got the email. I thought it was a joke. You know, I was like, man, it it can't be real. And then he finally posted the list, and I seen my name. It was just like, yeah, man, this this big right here. You know, this right. considered the best in, in HBCU in the eyes of coaches and 
and NFL scouts and all that. So, you know, you excited. So, you know, training your, your training, my training mentality went even up more then, you know what I'm saying? Because right. you never know, you know what I'm saying? And then when when COVID came and man, I know I know I cried for at least about three days before I was just like, man, come on, let, let's continue to work out. And, you know, I give all glory to my family and my friends, you know, they made made sure my head was straight. Even when sometimes people see me walking around, you know, the city, you know, come, even come to campus, you know, anybody, old coaches, you know, they call me, they're like, you know, keep keep working out. You never know. You never know. You never know. And uh, behold, a year later, you know what I'm saying, there it is. It gives a chance. So, yeah. so, 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 so quick question, man. So at the time, you know, were you – aware of the possibility of getting invited to the 2021 HBCU combine. Uh man, see I ain't I ain't know nothing of it. They they really like when they told us, you know, they 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 contacted us through email or uh, social media the best way they can. I'm, I'm thankful, you know, that they did that. You know, they they went to all our social media. Anything they can find me on it was Twitter, Instagram, my email, they they got it out so we could see it and you know it I was around my family at the time. That was a crazy moment. I was getting ready to head back up here to Jackson. And I was around my family. I was in Hattiesburg. And I said to my mom, cooking cooking dinner. And uh, I said, Mom, I just got invited to another HBCU combat. And, hey, quit playing, my sister. Quit playing. Quit playing. Oh, my God. Quit playing. You know, and my dad. And he was like, what's that? I was like, I just got invited. He was like, man, you playing. You playing. And I showed it to him. It was like, oh, yeah, we got to go to work. And I went to work. out. I, I drove all the way to Jackson just to get in the gym that Sunday night when I found out. Oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so was it difficult to stay motivated over the past year? You know, with so much uncertainty about your football future, you know, especially with COVID limiting your ability to work out like you normally would. Oh yeah, uh, totally. Because when it, when COVID first came, you know, it was little gym staying open. You know, I could I couldn't get in. Like I'm doing my training with my old strength coach on campus. So when when COVID hit. So Hendrick actually walked in. We was in the middle of training. He walked in and he was like, "Man, wow. uh, I'm the uh, the kids ain't gonna come back in December, you know. Uh, after December break, they was like, yeah, the kids ain't gonna come back.' And we just, you know, I was right there when they called in. Um, what they were, I think that was the basketball team. I think the basketball team was heading down, and I was right there. They was like, they they calling the basketball team back now off the bus. So I was just like, man, I I was seeing it unfold then. But mm-hmm. you know, we didn't know. We were thinking, you know, maybe they'll still get us the you know the combine shot. But yeah, it was just, it was it was over and all that. And no gyms was open, so it was kind of hard. So it was like everything I was doing was at home workout, like abs, push ups, you know, little stuff like that. Okay, okay. So did you? So you you kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, you said um you you went into immediate you know, monster workout mode. Did you feel, I know you felt the need to, you know, ramp it up. Um, talk to us a little bit about what you kind of had changed up with your workout regimen. Once you found out you would be participating uh, in, the, in the combine. Uh, I, I focus more on, on on the getting back in shape part and the building up my strength part, be, being able to finish the combine, you know, not, not being able to get out there and, oh, I pulled a hamstring. Oh, I caught a cramp because I went in shape. So that whole month, Two to three weeks I had, I just focused on shape. I went to the gym every night. I ran every day, walk, you know, made sure, made sure I, I had built my stamina up to complete the workout that they were gonna put me through. Awesome, awesome. So mostly strength and conditioning, like you said. Uh, 
So, 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 so you had the combine, you know, the combine just passed April 9th and 10th, you know, it was on the campus of uh, UAB. Uh, you got to give us a little intel, man. Tell us about that experience. Oh man, it was, it was amazing. Like as soon as you, you, I stepped out, I was like one of the first ones there because I was, you know, only like three hours away. So I was like one of the first ones made it and just to walk into the atmosphere, you know, Everybody know why we there, and you know you got cameras everywhere. You know it was, it was nothing like it. And then been around all those guys. You know we sharing our stories of you know college days. You know how, what we did when we played against each other. You know, and then we talked about real life. We you know we talked about what we did after after when COVID hit. You know, saying when they got took away from us. You know what we thought we all shared our feelings on it. So it was it was pretty cool and one one of the most like most inspirational moments was when uh we was at the dinner and uh Stephen A supposed came down there but his jet had uh wasn't gonna make it in time he wasn't gonna be able to take off in time and but he sent us a message on the big screen and it was that was, that was pretty cool he was talking to us and that was just that was really cool. Oh wow ESPN, the HBCU great, man. So uh quick question man did you get a chance to speak with any of the um any any coaches or was it just a uh, a drill um, a bunch of drills? Uh, did you get a chance to have any like interviews or one on ones with any of the teams or did you have anything like that going on out there? Uh, nah, they they script they scripted stayed away because of COVID, you know, because they ain't want you know it ain't, they ain't want it to be COVID rules. They they couldn't get the COVID rules installed, so they like they stayed a distance, but they watched us and it was like doing our workout like. The field, they had cameras everywhere. Everything we did, it, they recorded. Like it was a camera on us. So we, they the whole time before we got down there, we had Zoom calls, and they told, they they already had told us there was gonna be cameras on us. Like it, it seemed like to me, it seemed like everybody had their own personal camera. Maybe two. If you was on that field when you did your workout, you had you you when you did your drill, you had at least four cameras on you when you did your drill. So it was just like all eyes on you. And I thank them for the opportunity because you know it got taken away from us. So it was just pretty cool to have that spotlight back on this. Hmm. So what were some of the drills they put you through, man? Uh, we ran, we ran the forty. We did a forty. Uh, we did a vert. We did a broad jump. We did a five ten five, and we did a, uh, the three cone drill. And then we did uh maybe four, like four D line drills, specifically on D lineman, and uh. Mm -hmm. Just so happy, you know, my last name Anderson, so I was I was a test dummy for all the drills. I was the first one to go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was still it still turned out good though. I still I still did my thing with drills and you know, even though you trying to get out your wall, you know, you ain't touch the field and over over almost going on a year. So you know, right, right. It, it was just pretty cool to be out there with those guys. And another cool thing I, I, they did was it wasn't. That many people in each drill, like the D lineman, I want to say it was like five of us down there. Hmm. So you know, it, it, it's all eyes on. You got five D lineman, you know, it's all eyes on five D lineman. I think it was just like maybe two running backs, you know, it was probably like two tight ends, maybe maybe six or seven receivers. You know, it that they gave us that spotlight, they gave us that opportunity. So you know, that was that was a good thing. You want that many of us in that in that group? So you got the eyes on you when your time to go. It was it was eyes on you. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome, man. So you know, me being a former athlete, you know, you you you're an athlete right now, currently in the role. Um, we we you know we we are we are our own biggest critic now. So you got to oh, tell yeah. us how, how you think you fared overall. Give us your fair uh, assessment. Uh, how you think uh, you overall, for for a month worth of training, I, I I give myself a B. <laughs> I get I get a B. I'm, I'm <laughs> giving I'm giving grade out of B. I ran. I ran good. I ran I, I'm, everything. I ran good. My five ten five ten five. My three cone. My my uh bride. It look like linebacker numbers. So you know, I I get myself a B now. We back in Miami. Going to Miami. I I've been an A plus going to Miami. I was already for that. One. Yeah, I think they. Hopefully, they. You know, they considered that. But you know that it, it's that's a fair assessment. So. Like you just mentioned, you know, it was it was a total of I think forty three players participated overall in, in, in that that weekend, including uh, 12, 12 guys from the SWAC. Uh, did you see any familiar faces, guys? You remember going up against? Oh, uh, yeah, the uh, one Tucker was down there, the running back from uh, Prairie View. You know, I, I talked to him yeah. and uh, Solomon. I had talked to him, the linebacker from Alcorn. And uh, when they when this thing hit, I knew uh, when the COVID first hit. That when I had re- I reached out to those guys, those two, because um I had knew Solomon, I had already knew Solomon, just you know, Alcorn, you know, I had already knew him, so me and him had already talked. So mm-hmm. uh the one yeah, I had um I met up with him, we went down to uh the celebration bowl. Uh, it was like a little NFL um basically it was like a seminar and like, you know, the school handpicked some athletes to go down there. Yeah, uh, that uh-huh. one me and him guy. We we actually end up being in the same group, so you know, that's how me and him. You know, we started talking down there. So me and him yeah. already had each other numbers. So when that COVID thing hit and none of us got picked up, they were the first two guys I called. I was like, man, what? Any worried about y'all? You know, they were like, man, any worried about you? Like, man, all of us had two teams. You know, that we totally locked on that was calling us. So you know, then they'll pull the trigger on these two. But you know, it was good seeing those guys back in action while I was down there also. Man, that's awesome. So let's talk about man those those playing days at JSU, man. So you know what was it like for you? Uh, you know the overall experience. What stands out most about your time there? Ah uh, man, uh, not not like not like uh, that that family uh, experience you get when you get there. You know, even from the fans and even from the players, coaches. You know, even my old coach staff. I can call you anybody out there coach staff right now that answer their phone for me. And uh, like I still got two of them there now, Coach TC and Coach O. When they came down, uh, the HBCU come uh combine people came down. They were looking for me at the school, you know. Just so happened, Coach O and Coach TC were still on their coaching staff, and they ended up calling me, making sure I had did all my paperwork. So you know, uh, that that family experience is is nothing like it. Like you know, I uh, I had a handshake with everybody on the team, even from the coaching staff. So you know, it it was just. <laughs> I, I built that family around there, so I loved it. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it truly is the I love, man. You know, uh, Jackson State, we we love our our, our Tigers, man, in, in all aspects, whether in the classroom, the courts, or the fields, man. And uh, good stuff, man. And and you know what, CJ, I, I follow you on social media, and I, I see some of the guys that you you know you guys hang out a lot. I, but I want, in your own words, kind of speak to us about some of the guys you were able to build the greatest bonds with while you were at Jackson State. Uh, ain't, ain't nothing like my class. We still hang out. Uh, right now, as we speak. We talk to each other every day. They they like we like 
my parents. They I talk a little more than my talk my parents. We talk every day. I promise you. We got we got a group message on every social media and in the phone. Like we talk every single day. My you got Ryan Ryan Thayer was uh number 28. He was the corner. Uh can't even get my brother on the D line, Khalil Johnson. We went, if you seen me, you seen him. Right, uh, right. <laughs> he get on my nerve as we speak right now. <laughs> uh, that's number 13. You got uh Darius Kraft, number 82. He played uh tight end. You got mm-hmm. Tanoa Alex, he was a safety, number 21. Uh, you got Jordan Johnson. Can't forget the, the all-time running back of my class, <laughs> number 17. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. We caught him the, we caught him the face of JSU. Yes, sir. <laughs> At that time. <laughs> And uh, let me see who I'm missing. And let's see, I said, I said, they I said, Noah and Khalil. Uh, what about Rashad? Uh, Rashad Jenkins. Rashad Jenkins. That's I said. Let me see who else I'm missing. <laughs> My kid Rashad, Rashad Jenkins, number 31. You know, he he transferred this past year. We, I wanted him to stay, but he, he had to, you know, he had to get on out of there. Uh, but it's always family. Once a tiger, always a tiger. Uh, right, yeah, right. Jenkins and safety number thirty-one. Yeah, awesome, awesome, man. So, so you know, I'm a recruiting guy. I love recruitment. You know, talk about your recruitment. You know, you were a JSU uh, fan growing up, and did you have family that attended Jackson State? Uh yeah, my uh, my grandfather, uh, he played for Jackson State, and, okay. uh, wow. and just, just like going, uh, he he went to Atlanta. He went, uh, he ended up going pro uh, to Atlanta, and uh, my dad. He, we uh, we argued. We just had arguments. Said who was better? Who was better? And, uh, <laughs> he, but he hands down football wise, uh, he was a freak of nature. I ain't, I can't even lie to him. I tell him all the time, you were better than me. But I ain't gonna say it to his face though. I'm gonna still fight for it. But uh, he uh, from Hattiesburg High School. He had every offer in the country. You know, he 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 was that deal. And he got to Jackson State, had an enlarged heart, and couldn't play football no more. Oh, so. Goodness. He couldn't. He couldn't do it no more. They they set him out. So, but he was a freaking nation. He was six two, two, maybe two fifty when he got the running a four five. So he he was a he was a freaking nation. That's why I said D line everything, line, everything, everything, huh? everything. He was everything. <laughs> I, I I when I when I was growing up, I used to read the letters like from all the great coaches, uh, Les Miles, LSU, all them when they was all there. And, uh, wow. Was it Les Miles LSU then? I don't know. Uh, Florida, Florida, Florida. He got all of them in a big old suitcase. So he, was, I tell him, man, hand down, you you were better than me, but you know, you I ain't gonna tell you to your face. So when I when I played at Jackson State, I kind of played with with a uh, chip on my shoulder, you know, especially for him, because uh, he didn't get the chance to wear it, you know, and that and the reason why he even went to Jackson State because my grandfather, my grandfather went pro out of there. So you know, I play, I really played for those two. And uh, every uh, everywhere I go, I wear my grandfather around my neck. I got a necklace made. Mm. Uh, when I'm playing the game, when I'm playing the game, I'm playing for him. I put him to the sky before before every game. It's for him. It's for him to watch over me because I know he watching over me. I know every when I was in little league, he was at every game. And when he uh passed away, you know, it, it was big on us, especially my pops too. So I played for them. You know, he couldn't see me play at Jackson State, and my pops couldn't play at Jackson State. So. I, I played a game for both of them. I, I think you just answered the question I had in mind. Did that, you know, did, did that play the, uh, you know, the role in your decision to 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 come to Jackson State? 
yeah, it, it kind of did. You know, my recruitment was kind of funny. Uh, my mom went to Jackson State too. So uh, okay, when, when Alcorn came, you know, uh, Fred, uh, called Fred Manel, my uh, recruitator. Uh, so <laughs> they used to come and uh. They used to come to the school. My mom worked for the school. Uh, so they, they used to come to the school. Everybody used to just mess with her and all that. So she told me, if we go to the hall corner, I'm going to kick you out the house. <laughs> you ain't going to be able to come back. <laughs> it's that serious. It's rough and sweat for real. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, so CJ, you know, uh, you know, we're in a time right now with some of the elite high school prospects, man, are starting to you know, to take a serious uh, look at some HBCUs, you know, uh, having the experience to HBCU life and swag football, uh, what would you, you know, what would your pitch be to them? You know, why would you, um, you know, why would you, what would you say they would love about attending an HBCU? You could pitch these, some of these top tier athletes to come back to HBCU. What would you tell them? I got, I actually got a video on my phone out down the, uh, at the HBCU combine. Uh, I, ain't, I ain't released it yet. Uh, it was me talking about you know, basically what I loved about it, by HBCU. And man, I, I, you can't beat game day. I mean, yeah, you got all the, you know, you got all this, but come like Jesse Staple in this, in, man, you come in, you come on that field, you hear, you on, you hear the boom march in. Oh man, mm-hmm. it's nothing like it, man. It, it's nothing like it. It's a whole different experience. And I, I tell anybody, man, Jesse State playing the most classics I never seen. <laughs> Every game <laughs> seemed like a classic, man. You know, everybody want to be at so something. They're going to give you your best shot if you wear a Jackson State jersey. Trust and believe that. And uh, one of my favorite stories, my uh, freshman year at Tennessee State. And, uh, you know, I think I, I forgot. I think we had just went down to uh, UNLV. So, you know, we come back. Yeah. And you see that Tennessee State game, you got Tennessee band playing over here. You got the boom playing. I said, man, I couldn't hear nothing. But I don't think I feel them jitters in my body just, like, going crazy. Like, man, this is what it is. This, this college football, like, man, this, it's crazy. So that atmosphere on game day, man, is like none other. I promise. I promise you. You just take your one time to get on that field, and, man, it'll change your whole life. I promise you, man. And you're going to feel that family atmosphere. Nothing but family out there. Indeed, man. So, you know, it goes without saying, you know, a lot of these – uh prospects are starting to really consider Jackson State, of course, because of our, you know, new head coach, Coach Prime, being at the helm. Uh, speak to us about what you, what, what your thoughts are on, on, on his hiring. Oh, I, I love it, you know. I, I love my coach, my old coach, you know, no, Coach Henry, you know, he, Coach Curry, Coach Stoke, you know, those guys like that, they, they, they taught me how to play the game my way. They taught me how to play the right way, but they also taught me how to play it my way. But this hiring, you know, you this prime, you know, you you can't beat prime, you know, and I love it. He gonna he gonna bring that light to HBCUs as he already did. You see, like the hiring at Tennessee State, you know, you right, you gonna right. get you don't you don't get more guys want to want to put to HBCUs. I mean, which we need it, you know, we need that light, you know, because it's it good ball been, been getting played in HBCUs ever since I stepped foot on the field. My freshman year, I seen guys like Ken K, you know, Dan Williams. Vincent Jones, you know, name guys like that, Keontre Anderson, you know, these guys mm. was, was real ballers, you know, you know, right, my right. guy Champ, you know, these the line, you know, I played with these guys, was, our little guys got got their chance, you know, and the shining late on HBCU like he doing now, and man, I love it, I love watching these boys on ESPN, you know, it's 
you know, that's a kid. That's your dream. You know, man. Da, 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 da. You want to be on if You want to be on the main <laughs> right, right, you know? right. So I, I love <laughs> right. it. I, I love it. The recognition they getting, I love it. So did you get a chance to catch any games? I know you just mentioned we were playing on ESPN. Uh, uh, yeah. Surely you, you watched some of them, but did you get a chance to, to go to any? Yeah, I, I, call, I call almost – uh yeah, I did. I called every every home game, even after the combine. I left. I did my last interview down there. I got done around about maybe one ish. I think twelve thirty. It was close to one ish, and I shot right on the road. and came up here so I catch some uh play. What that was? What they play? Uh, Alabama A and M. So okay. yeah, yeah. I, I I still I call. I talk to those guys almost every week. Uh, Keontae <laughs> Hampton. Uh, I called him two times, but that CJ Holmes, you know, this, those, those, those my guy, Warren Newman, those, those my little bros, man. I talk to them almost every week. Right, right, right. So, so actually, this man, do you think it was, uh, you know, was it realistic, you know, for for the expectations of winning the, the you know, the SWAC championship in the spring, considering the circumstance? Oh, we, man, uh, from- I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with with with, with them getting out there competing. Knowing they had to learn a playbook in a month, you know, he he was only there a month, I want to say, maybe before they had to scrap on the pads and get active. So, you know, that, that's a pretty that's a pretty hard thing to do. And, and to say you were you was in every game, you know, just minus a couple of mistakes, that that's pretty darn good to say, you know. And, uh for uh, yeah, a month, that that's pretty hard. A month to learn a whole <laughs> different playbook. Man, that's hard. So it when I seen them playing, I said, "Man, they really got a chance to do it." But you know, they they, they got they got a lot of veterans out there. And I say that about it too. I knew those guys. You know, they want to play. They they got solid in their mind after what happened last year. You know, we caught the injury bug last year, so you mm-hmm. know, it was. I know they were ready to get out there and play no matter what. They could have been out there running their own plays. They were gonna be ready to play. So I'm just happy <laughs> that they even went out there and competed like they did. And you know, I can tell right, every game man. they gave it they all. They you know, they want no. Oh, let's just give up. You know, nah, we ready. We come out here to win with a with a playbook. We don't learn for maybe less than a month, man. So I give credit what credit do. He uh I'm I'm I knew it was gonna be hard, but they, they gave it their best shot. That's all that I can be happy with. So so you you actually just kind of went into one of the things I really wanted to, to to talk to you about. So I'm gonna just kind of draw it out a little bit for you. So Coach Prime didn't officially start his, you know, the you know, his, uh the head coaching job until December, right? You know, he put his staff in place over the next month. And then all of a sudden, the kids report, you know, early January. And then they had to learn a new system, right? And they play, you know, and, and they played their first football game six weeks later, which is unprecedented in the spring. So for as someone that, that that's played the game, that played at Jackson State, you know, if you could really just kind of hone in on for the fans, man, for the, that that with those that have those unrealistic expectations, just how difficult. It is for players to, you know, learn a new coach, a new system, all in a matter of six week time frame. You kind of touched on it, but I, I wanted to really kind of highlight it and have you, you know, somebody that's been on the field to touch on that more in depth for us, if you, if you don't mind. Man, you that it almost like learning another language, man, because they gonna come with their own language. <laughs> you you can say right. you you can say uh Ringo mean, you know, Ringo mean right, you know, and they come with a whole different different word that they mean right, you know what I'm saying? So it right. that it, it's a hard thing to do. Like like it took me just to learn a whole playbook. It took me almost a year, you know. That's what the summer for, and they give you three months in the summer. K 
counting August, that's four months to learn the playbook. So these you telling me these guys had a month, maybe, you know, and then it was on virtual, you know, some kids don't learn on virtual. That's what I ask you. How, how do you learn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you learn Let's virtual, then you learn face to face, you know, it, it, it's a pretty hard thing to do. And for them guys to go out there and, and do what they did, man, that mm-hmm. that that darn good. Cause man, it takes one person to oh man, I I I went right instead of left. Boom, that's 60 mm-hmm. yard touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Alabama State. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just that that's a pretty tough thing to do for for that them guys did. And I, I salute, I salute all of them uh, that they went out and did it. You know, and it made it even look better than what I thought it was gonna look. So, you know, I, I salute them. It, it's hard, it's hard. Now don't don't think it was easy. Don't think you just go out there and just go straight. No. <laughs> you, you, you know how it is, CJ. We you know, yeah. us fans, we gotta we gotta uh, a very loyal and, and rowdy fan base. And sometimes when we it. In, the, uh, in the stands, we might think that, okay, they had enough time and and, and maybe they, they, this wasn't the right call, that that should have happened. And, you know, I, I appreciate you really kind of giving some intel because it's different when the actual player can come in and explain just how hard it is. And you said something I had never even thought about, which was, you know, in a, in a, you know, some coaches may say, Ringo means right, but another coach come in, it'd be a whole nother philosophy yeah. meaning the same thing. And yeah. I, I think that's something that us as fans, we don't really process sometimes. We just think you, we, we, we think about Madden, man, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like just, just another answer, like you, you, we on the field, you, you think I'm saying you got the boom playing, you got they, 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 uh, they fans cheer like the spring, you know, you know they band went there. So you got they fans cheering, I fans cheering. It's third down, you got the jumbo trump playing. You look at me and say, "What they call?" I'm, you, I'm saying lucky, but you think I'm saying Lucy? So you might be out here running Lucy. You know what I'm saying? So you know, it's just, you know, it's hard now. It ain't, it ain't easy. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome, man. I know our fans would love to hear, hear that from you, man. So, you know, based on our, you know, on, on your experience with our fans, how special do you think it would be, you know, for us to see the football program get turned around and back to our, our championship winning ways, man? Oh man, I'm 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 ready. I'm a fan now. So, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready with you. I'm I'm ready die. I'm ready with you. You know, that that's the only thing I'm telling you. It, you know, we cared about it, but man, we could be on the bus like, man, we're doing it for our fans. I'll tell you everywhere we go is I don't think you see that blue and white. You know they they'll support us. So it's it's real. We got a real special fan base here at Jay State. I promise you that no matter what, we're gonna die and live by that tiger. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, man, CJ, man, this has been an experience for me. It's my first time on Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club actually hosting the show, man. And what what way to get it started with, you know, none other than 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 having Mr. CJ Anderson, you know. All swag, first team, you know, on, on the show, man, giving us some some jewels, man. And 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 listen, man, we we rooting for you. We know that the uh, NFL uh, draft is next weekend, you know, and uh, I, I'm one that tends to watch all three days, you know, man. I, I sincerely hope and pray and 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 hope that your name get called. Uh, and even if it don't, man, you know, we we hope you get a. A phone call right after for a, a, a lucrative free agent, deal. whatever, man. We yeah. want to see you at the next level because we feel we, we truly believe that you you can go uh, represent JSU in the, at the next level, man. So, 
Um, before we get out of here, you know, um, again, I wish y'all the best. Man, let all the fans know uh, what's your social media tag, how they can, how they can uh, follow you on, on all the different social media apps. All right. So you got I'm on I'm on Instagram and Twitter. It's CJ underscore Anderson Jr. Junior. CJ underscore Anderson Junior. And my name on Facebook is CJ Anderson. So you I'm always with the team. So you looking for inside scoop on the team. I'll be posting them boys every time they come and hang out with me. So yeah, it's always good. Good stuff, man. Again, like I said, thank you for coming on Tiger Talk. And man, wish all the best to you. All right, thank you, guys. And that'll do it for episode 155 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag the I love.